0: Hi, I'm Laura Flanders of The Laura Flanders Show. Watch every week on Free Speech TV, Link TV, YouTube, or if you're in New York, CUNY TV. Prefer to listen? Subscribe to the free podcast at lauraflanders.org. I end every week with a commentary. I call it the F word. Here's this week's. Here we are again, ending Black History Month, about to begin Women's History Month. And this time, the season coincides with the Democratic primaries, as the Democratic Party has no more loyal group of voters than African-Americans especially African-American women, it all adds up to a recipe for pandering. In this week's Democratic debate in South Carolina, Joe Biden and Amy Klobuchar sparred over the Violence Against Women Act, which they were both eager to take some credit for. The act, which passed in 1994 and its 2018 reauthorization, recognized domestic violence as a crime and lay out stiff penalties for offenders. They also provide some funding for services for victims. The trouble is, while VAWA, as it's known, is claimed as a huge achievement in white, especially institutional white feminist circles, black feminists have never been happy with it. VAWA came after decades of grassroots organizing, much of it led by women of color. But in contrast to the peer-to-peer self-defense in-community work those groups were doing, VAWA called in the cops. And especially in communities of color, the criminal justice solution is no solution. Relying on a system that's rooted in white supremacy, classism, and patriarchy, VAWA, for example, recommended a mandatory arrest policy that actually made women of color poor women and immigrant women especially vulnerable to arrest, welfare surveillance, and deportation. Fast forward to today, and while social services have been privatized or shrunk, incarceration has expanded, and prisons and jails have never been female-friendly. Just this week, a report from the U.S. Commission on Human Rights found that across the country, women are disciplined at a much higher rate than men and receive much more disproportionately harsh punishment inside. Black women in prison have it especially rough. While they make up only about 23% of the population in women's prisons, they account for around 40% of women in solitary. So it's no surprise that many women, especially women of color, are still calling for something profoundly different. Now it's called transformative or restorative justice. And just like those grassroots strategies of old, these approaches rely on informed peers to address the problem, not police. They've proven more effective at preventing recurrences of domestic violence, and they provide way more benefits to survivors. Call it intersectional or call it just plain informed, these are solutions-seeking strategies that acknowledge that while it happens everywhere in every demographic group, domestic violence is always embedded in systems of class and race and gender, because that's where we live, which brings me back to my problem with February and March. Race, class, and gender aren't separable. When they're abstracted from one another, we end up with responses that don't solve our problems. Do we need more months? We certainly need more intersectionality. And we need to look at systems like the democratic parties that's left us with a candidate field crammed with pandering white people. If you've yet to subscribe to our podcast, do it through your favorite podcast app. And if that app is Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to write a review. It helps us spread the word. Thanks.